Hey friends, today on the podcast, we're talking to my dear friend, Scott Welch. He's got a brand new book out called Unfractured, a Christ-centered action plan for cultural change. He is a beautiful human being that I love talking to about the ways of the world. I hope you dig this episode of the Michigan's Best Podcast. And as I said, our guest on the podcast today, my dear friend, Scott Welch, and his brand new book is called Unfractured. Scott, how are you, my friend? I'm doing well, my friend. It's great to see you, man. It is great to see <sighs> you. Um, we're we're heading into the holiday season, and I want to talk about this book, but I want to yes. talk about it in two very specific ways. Yes. <clears throat> Way number one is I approached this book, and about halfway through, I came to the realization, I, I had this question kind of in the first third of the book, it's like, okay, well, if I, if I don't, if I'm not a Christian, how do I right. use this right. book? Right, right, absolutely, yes. Um, and we'll get into what the book is here in a second. But yes, like, yes. By by the time I got halfway through, I'm like, oh, if you're a universalist, you can absolutely pick this up and, and kind of run with it, right? Hello. So let's let's go back to the beginning. This is not the first book that you've done, but what was what was kind of the, to go to a uh, story building, right? What was the inciting <laughs> incident for our hero to start writing this book? You know what, Eric, I've been really, it's it actually started out, it was just me writing journal entries and it was my own thought process, right? Just going kind of step by step by step. And then someone asked me, because I was doing some consulting work with them, hey, what else are you working on? And that's where one became kind of the other and that they began to kind of look at it and look at the idea and look at my entries. And before we knew it, we kind of, they wanted to bring people and wrap around the idea. And so it just grew and grew. But, and then the journal entry, and, and, and you know, Eric, we've been friends for a while. You know that my heart is for people, man. And one of the things that I just, I love to do is bring different people that are maybe on opposite sides of the room together in some way, you know, um, because I yeah. think our best community is when we do community together. We have been friends for a long time. So, uh, I, you know, I, I feel like I have a, a I have a little bit of social currency I can spend in this interview that uh, yes. you probably wouldn't get from other people. <laughs> when when you started to build this, though, I got the sense in the first third of the book yes. that I didn't know they were journal entries, but it certainly felt like a memoir that becomes a workbook. Is that kind yes. of what we were? Okay. So... So the thing is, too, like, so if you look at the, you, when you go into the book itself, if you go into just before the dedication, there's a QR code there. And the QR code actually opens this room for all of these other products and all these other, really their tools, Eric. So the book, and I told the publisher at the time, I said, this book is going to be, I would call it the central document, but it actually is, it's a hub for all these other tentacles. And so there's curriculum, there's film clips, there's a Spotify playlist, there's a commission spoken word, there's assessments, there's, you know, there's all these other different things because it really, I mean, really, if the book is doing what it's supposed to do, Eric, I want people to take, read the book, get the curriculum, buy the curriculum and the learner guide, and then use those film clips to have conversations. That's what I want, right? So I want the people that have a heart to equip anyway, I want them to use this book and the curriculum and all the things that surround it to equip other people because that's what equippers do anyway. This started with journal entries, but I'm wondering as the work that you do in Global Bridge Builders, like, yeah. did, was this kind of the, is this the evolution of that, that we're now, you know, we're, we're doing diversity and inclusion and now we're bringing in, you know, a, a Christocentric kind right. of 
layer on top of that? Was that kind of where all of the other curriculum came from? No, the thing is, you know, Eric, I've always, so my faith has always been at the core of what I do. And it, Global Bridge Builders still does what it does, right? To organizations and with organizations around the world. And so it's not necessarily the evolution. It was just something that, so when I would work with these large organizations around the world, I would be, you know, giving them counsel, it would be working and you've got these multinational organizations. But, at, you know, there'd be times, Eric, and I would say, you know what, man, but our, the faith community is just doing a really poor job, right? Our, the, our calling card, I mean, the stuff, the, the unity, or rather the, the, un, the, the fracturing of the faith community is such that our credibility, I think, is at stake because we don't, we're not exhibiting community together very well. And so it was really out of a need to say, uh, hey, family, let's let's look at this in a way. And it's coming from a guy that, um, you know, I, I do this for a living. And I, you know, I even put you know, all these other tools in the back of the book as well. So I know that it works. And so Unfracture really came from a desire to see the faith community um, do a better job at being, you know, living in community together because People are looking at us, right? And you think about this, Eric. So remember, you know, during COVID when you and I talked and we were like, man, what is going on, right? And so we see, for instance, the, the murder of George Floyd. And then you see all these amazing people, man, they're out in the streets and they're marching and it's every color of, you know, just every nationality, every, I love that, right? Well, then the church is quiet. And I'm like, how would that feel to be in a congregation where your pastor or pastor said nothing about what just took place? Then, I mean, it, to me, it would be so loud. The silence would be deafening. And so that is where I just kind of, I just kind of came to the conclusion that we have to be, um, we have to lean in a bit more. You know, we have to be a little bit uh, more clear on what our message is. I think people know what we that what we uh, uh, stand against, like we've been, you know, pointing our finger, yelling at people as a community for many years. <laughs> what I'm interested in is what are we for and how can we be gracious and loving and helpful to our communities? Because we live in communities with people. We go have coffee with people. We have dinner. We go to concerts with people. It's like, and and if they really look at us, during things like that, during COVID, during all the civil unrest, you know, we were the ones for the most part, not only, um, and, and not, not, you know, and not everybody, but for the most part, we were the most quiet group in this discourse. And so Unfractured talks about essentially God's heart is that we would live an unfractured life. You obviously give a couple examples of churches that did step forward. I'm yes. wondering, though, outside of those two, you know, Ada Bible and, and yeah. the other one who's slipping my mind. Um, North Central University, right? Yeah. North Central, it, there yeah. you go. Um, what has the response been? I know it's only been, call it maybe a week and a half that it's been out, but obviously there's pre-promotion and there's of kind of putting it in the hands of people that give you feedback. Yeah. You know, what has the faith community said in response to this kind of, you know, all-encompassing curriculum with music and film and book and education materials? You know, the response has been really, really encouraging. It's been really cool. Like, for instance, on uh, 
December the 1st, I'm going to be speaking to the Evangelical Christian Publishing Association. So that's all the publishers and talking to them about the practitioner, Scott, right? And then Unfractured being, here's what it is, right? But then how do you implement it? So that's been good. And of course, you get people sending pictures of the book in their hand and, you know, and all that kind of stuff and meeting with pastors and meeting with business people. And, you know, what What I also love is that there are people that, that as far as I know, aren't, you know, they aren't Christians saying like from Colorado, some friends are like, man, this has been really, this is a, this is a great book because, and you know this, Eric, even when Plantation Jesus came out, it, it, it yeah, sure. It's a book that, that of course that the church could really bring together, but I've found that people that maybe weren't a part of the faith community, what they're excited about is that someone talking about saying things very truthfully, very graciously in a way that says, you know what, I understand that there's just some things that that we could be doing better. And Unfractured is also that. It's I'm also looking, being a part of the faith community, but also standing outside and saying, guys, don't you see what I see? It's like, we got to do a better job at this. And so I think people that, that aren't a part of the faith community or just I'm not a part of my faith community, I just think that they are, they appreciate the candor, the candor, the transparency. You know, I think they appreciate all of that. I, I will say for those of you, if you're thinking of picking the book up, um, there is candor throughout the entire book, but that first third is a lot. There's a lot of candor in that Dude. first third of the book. I'm just trying to share, Eric. Which, you, you know my me. friend, I appreciate, but it, what it made me think of, and I'm glad we're we're talking when we're talking, yes. is we're heading into a holiday where you're seeing large families get together. You yes. know, and, and maybe you know if we took this out of the faith community for a half a second, because there's yeah, a lot of things you completely. can learn from this. Completely, I'm wondering if we could pick your brain a second on. You know, you and your uncle don't see eye to eye, or you yes, and your aunt man. don't see eye to eye. You know, what are some of the ways and and the way that my dumb brain approaches this is, is I think, how do I take my ego out yeah. of my belief system yes, and yes. come into a room and just be like, I don't know, tell me about that. As opposed to yes. you're an idiot and you're wrong and let's fight. <laughs> um, right. You know, can, can you maybe give us a couple things to get into the Thanksgiving holiday in that long weekend? You yes. know, it, it tends to be Thursday through Sunday. And for some people that can be a long time with extended oh, family. Yeah. How do they navigate that and perhaps find and I don't, I think it's about halfway through, but, but you land on this thing that I absolutely love, which is the idea that we are so much more alike than we are anything else. Um, how fast can we get to that? Do you have any great words of wisdom about getting to the commonality faster? And then we can, you know, we can get back to the extremities in a second, but how yes, do we get to that common it. ground? Well, no, one of the things is that you hit it as you were kind of talking about how we get to it. And I think go with a listening ear and ask questions, right? And then, you know, three, my power words, three of my power words, Eric, are help me understand. Because it's, it, doesn't, it, it doesn't mean that we have to agree, but it does, what it does, if I say help me understand, I'm trying to understand, even if we don't agree, it also makes me smarter to understand that there are people that don't think like me. There are people that, as you said, even in the same household, even in the same family, that are different, right? I have those too. But when I just try to hear where they're coming from, uh, then I can say, well, you know, I never, I never thought of it that way. I think, A, it makes me smarter because I have to really think about what I think about these things. And I think I also, it, it, it helps me 
clarify what I really believe in. And I think in those families where you, you know, where you're kind of passing the plate and the potatoes and those sorts of things, and it's this kind of holiday season we're about to enter into, man, I just think that it's one of those times where you can sit down with people and say, you know, help me understand. I don't, I don't, I don't really get that. I mean, and by the way, I just had this conversation with someone I'm very, very close to. And um, politically, we don't see eye to eye. But that is, to me, it's not a deal breaker because I love the person, right? And if nothing else, I kind of picture the fact that we're, we're, we're tied, joined at the hip anyway. So yeah, we might be different in that regard. And we have some very different views in terms of certain political personalities. But I'm like, you know what? Uh, I still love you. I still think you're cool. We can still have coffee together. We can still have lunch together. And we don't, that does not become the center of our, of our identity nor of our conversation because there's so many other things we can talk about, right? Uh, and yet we, we, there's some things that we're just like, yeah, on that one, yeah, we, we're, not, we're not there. But I also think that we can still disagree in a gracious way. A lot of times, you know, Eric, people, they, they lob stuff over the wall and they point their finger and they're yelling and cussing. And I'm like, okay, but how's that working for you? <laughs> you know, right. It's, it's, isn't it, what's, it's the Ford quote, right? To be disagreeable without being, to agree without being disagreeable or ex- something no, along those lines. Yeah, right? no. And that's exactly it. You know, I think, and you know, it's just like we, we live in a society right now where, well, I would just love for folks to have more conversation that don't agree with each other. There's an optimism in this book yes. when you when you leave it. It's like there's there's action items which I adore. Yes. But there's an there's an optimism and I I wonder if I could ask you that optimism, you know, how do how do we follow suit on that optimism? You know, because there is so much noise in day-to-day life that we are not in control of that prevents that optimism from being a social contagion to get into yeah, the, you know, the science of it, right? You know, yep. so I I wonder with you and your friend, like, where's the way that we can we can get those opposites to attract? And yes. you know, I, I read this fascinating article, and I, I will get your your opinion on this. Yes. This fascinating article about dating apps mm-hmm. and how dating apps are actually hurting what you're talking about because. You know, it talks about people end up essentially dating their brother or sister because they only swipe on thing all of the things they agree with. And wow. anything they don't agree with, they get rid of. But if you go back a couple, you know, 10 years ago, 15 wow. years ago, when when that wasn't a way in which we were doing romantic relationships, yes. we actually had to sit down and talk and Hello. tussle a little bit. And you find that the, you know, the age old adage that opposite attracts. Yes. And we no longer, since we no longer do that in our digital worlds, I'm wow. wondering if, if you have any insight into how to break that digital stigma and actually go find someone you don't agree with and see what kind of magic is actually there. Well, I think, first of all, it takes mature people to do that, right? It, tells, it takes maturity to sit down with someone that's different from you. And, and, and to know that they might be different. See, here's the thing. I actually think that we want to live the whole idea of being comfortable. I always tell folks, living in this day and age, if comfort is your goal, go get a quilt, right? Because this is not that age, right? And I think it takes mature people to sit down with people, to uh, engage, to date people that, I, that are different, right? Because 
you know, to me, there is such value uh, in terms of growth when people don't agree. Again, I think a lot of times people have been hurt by what they've seen in terms of this very vocal and mean-spirited disagreement. And I'm saying that, man, there are just, that's, there are, there are ways to debate and there are ways to talk to people that aren't mean-spirited, right? And so the reason I have hope is because I do know that there are people out there that really want to have a conversation. And then as a person of faith, God is love, right? And there's just, I, there's certain ways I can't treat people, Eric, and stay right. consistent in what I believe and stay in alignment with what I what I what I what I believe he's he's telling me to do according to scripture. And so I and I can't afford I can't afford to mess up that vertical relationship. Right. Okay. I, I'm already imperfect, right? That's a gift we all have. I make mistakes, I stumble, all those things, I fail, but there's some real basic things that we and we know better, Eric. It's like God is love. Right. And do unto others as you would have them do unto you. It's like some of the basic stuff. I'm just saying Man, you know, I just think like, be nice. Like, it's some of that real, like real basic stuff. Be nice to people. It's like, so, you know, we understand kind of some of this work stuff, right? So the great resignation happened in 2022, right? There are 11.4 million people out of the workplace. And I, during my, some of my talks, I'm like, why did they leave? It's because they felt like they were being treated like a cog in a wheel. They weren't being valued, right? And when you... When you, when you reach down to people, they can feel that as opposed to when you reach across to people. When I'm in a restaurant and I see that the waitress or waiter, they're already very hurried and then maybe they get something wrong. Maybe they're a little bit slower than, I'm like, you know what? I'm sure they are understaffed and overworked and they're doing the best they can. And when they come to the table and they're like, I'm so, I'm so sorry because they've been fussed at, right? So they're always, they're kind of right. tense already. Yes. I'm like, you know, I'm yeah, like, yeah. hey, I'm like, you know what? You're fine. Hope you're having a good day. Take a deep breath. We're cool. And um, so how can we start? I hear your food's really good. And it's those types of things, Eric, man, just where people can be nice. It's like getting on a plane and you, everybody, you know, zone one, zone two, and everybody just kind of clumps together like this, this cat. All the zones. Right. It's all the, all zone. the zones. Everybody comes together. Right. And, uh, you know, it's like, you know what? We're going to get on the same plane. Uh, here, ma'am, go ahead and get in front of me. It's no big deal. Or yesterday, or we went to a dinner the other night, a fundraising dinner, and there's this older lady uh, getting out the car, and her, her friend who was also older says, oh, my goodness, isn't this nice? A nice, strong man. Can you pick up my walker and, and take it up the stairs? I'm like, I would be honored to do this. I took her walker, put it up on the stairs, then I went back and grabbed her by the arm and held her hand. This is this older white lady. I'm looking at her. I'm saying, ma'am, it's just, uh, how are you doing? It's great to see you. It's it's some of the simple stuff, Eric, that we can all do. We just got to be more nice to each other. I mean, I think there's nothing wrong with being gracious to each other. My friend, it is always a joy to talk to you. The book is out now. It's called Unfractured. Um, I don't want to misspeak. So is there a particular place you want them to get? Well, because there's like different, you know, you get monetized different. Like, you know, it's a different site here or there. Like, is there a place that you want them to go or they go anywhere and get it? Well, you know, I think if if they went to to go to the website, getunfractured.com, and they can start there because I think also what they can see, Eric, are all the other tools that we put together 
to just let them have a good time. By the way, that Spotify list is pretty cool because I had I commissioned a spoken word for a young lady that has this voice of just amazing. So she read the, the text, she did, she listened to the music, and then she wrote this cuss, this spoken word. And we had some music scored. So it's at the very top of the Spotify list. And then so that happens and it's called Clarion Call. But then after that, it goes right into Donny Hathaway and then into Stevie Wonder and then into Pat Metheny and then it goes into U2. It's that kind of stuff, right? So it's it's fun when they go to the website and just start there. And they've got a number of different places they can, you know, buy the buy the tools from too. All right, my friend. Always a pleasure. Have a wonderful holiday season. I cannot Same wait to see you man. again soon. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thanks, buddy. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.